Let's put our hands together and praise Him, huh? Let's begin to praise Him. Let's begin to break through. Let's begin to praise Him. Praise Him like you mean it with your whole heart. Lord, we're here to praise you this morning. We're here to glorify Jesus right now. Lord, we're here to bless you right now. We're here to magnify you right now. We're here to give you glory right now. We're here to call upon your name. We're here to exalt you today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we can't hold our peace. We can't help but speak. We will not hold our peace. We'll speak the name of Jesus. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. We'll not hold our peace. We'll shout unto God with the voice of triumph. We'll declare your goodness. We'll behold, we'll declare your goodness in the midst of any situation. We glorify you. We glorify you this morning right now. We're a people called by your name to show forth the praises of him that's called us out of darkness unto his marvelous light. Break through, saints of God. Break through. God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Sow right now today. Sow in spirit right now today. Sow in spirit right now. Lord, we sow right now. We sow right now in spirit. We sow in spirit right now. Psalms 45, Tom, give it to me. Psalms 45. Let's keep praying. If you pray in the spirit, pray. Put your hand over your stomach and just pray. Begin to utter. Begin to mutter. Begin to communicate with God. We're breaking through here. God's not mocked. We're lifting his name up. Peter and John told not to speak his name. They said, I can't help but utter his name. I can't help but speak his name. No matter what. I don't care what you're going through. No matter what. I don't care how it looks in this place. No matter what. He's the living resurrection. He's alive in in each one of us. We're releasing our hearts. Don't you remember? Don't you remember the prophecy? We worship in spirit and in truth. We exercise our spirits. We release our hearts. We've got the all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's right in here. Say, greater is he that's in me. Greater is he that's in me. The greater one's in me than he that's in this world. I'm born to overcome. Say, I'm born to overcome. Who is it that overcomes? He that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I'm more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror through him. Blessed be his name. My heart is indicting in a matter, the psalmist says, in a good matter. I speak things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is a pen of a ready rider. The next verse. Thou art fairer than the children of men. And the grace is poured on thy lips. Therefore God has blessed thee forever. Let's go on. I want to go to the fifth uh, verse. That's a good one. Go back to that one. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. Verse 4. In thy majesty ride prosperously because of the truth and meekness and righteousness and the right hand shall teach terrible things. Go on next verse. This is what we need to do today. Thine arrows, read it with me. Thine arrows are sharp. Say, thine arrows, they're sharp in the heart of king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. We need to pierce some things today. There's no doubt. We need to pierce some things. I want you to couple up. And I want you to begin to proclaim some things that you have need in your life over. Pierce the heart of kings. you got to learn that. You might look like in a funky situation. But your prayers today are your victories tomorrow. Begin to pierce it. Begin to prophesy. Speak that thing. Jesus made it easy. 
He said, what things do you desire? If your hand was crippled, he said, stretch forth that hand. If he wanted the tree to not remain, he said, bear no fruit. Just say what you need. Begin to pray. Utter. Don't be silent. Lord, you arise. You arise. You arise. Let God arise and your enemies are scattered. You arise in our lives. You arise in this house. You arise in this people. You arise in your sons and daughters. You arise with strength. You arise with your presence in this place through your people. As they begin to speak, I got to utter. I got to speak. I don't care where you're at, what you're going through. I don't care if you feel like you've been thrown in a prison house. Peter said, we got to speak that name. We got to continue to utter that name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus today. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. We refuse that your name is not exalted. We refuse that your word isn't exalted. In the name of Jesus, we pray today. Lord, you're the redeemer of our lives and the redeemer of our times. They're in your hands. We're praying today. I don't care if it's Gideon's 300. We're praying today. Every single person full of the Holy Spirit and faith. How Stephen was full of faith and the Holy Spirit. You're full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost. Full, full, full. Lord, we proclaim your words. We exalt you today. In the name of Jesus. We release your glory in this house. We release your presence in a more heavier measure, in a dynamic way. Quicken, 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 quicken people in the house that they would run after you. Quicken us according to your words. Keep praying, keep praying. If you pray in the spirit, pray, 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 pray. Give me Ephesians 6, Tom, if you would, the 18th verse. We're going to pray today. We're going to pray. You're going to exercise your your spirit. You're going to exercise your strength. You're going to exercise your heart. You're sons of God, daughters of God. You got needs. God's given everything we need pertaining to this life and the godliness. We have all we need. He's all we need. We got the more than. We just got to release this in our hearts today. Praying always, it says. Praying always. Praying always with all prayer. With all manner of prayer, it says. With all manner of prayer. With all kinds of prayer. We're praying today. We're praying today. We're not without hope. We're not without God. We're not without faith. We're praying today. Say, I'm praying. With all manner. With all kinds of prayer. We've got the prayer of faith. We've got intercession. The prayer of intercession. Pray at all times. On every occasion. In every season. In the Spirit. If you pray in the Spirit, I want you praying in the Spirit. I want you praying in the Holy Ghost. I want you praying with your Spirit right now. Praying and building yourself up. Edifying yourself right now. Praying with all manner of prayer. All type of prayer. In the Spirit. Prayer. All manner of prayer. Praying in all manner of prayer. We're not without. 
We have all manner of prayer. Paul said this. After he instructed us to put on the whole armor of God. After he said, take up that shield of faith. Pick it up. Take up the shield of faith. He started out with, finally, be strong. Be strong. He was imparting to us, be strong in the Lord. Put your hand over your heart. And I want you to say this with me. you got to utter it. Say, I'm strong. I am strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the power of His might. I put on the full armor of God. Say, I put it on. You know how you put it on? With all manner of prayer. You put it on. You apply that armor by prayer. Not by silence. By prayer today. You're exercising yourself. What you're praying today is piercing the hearts of your enemies right now. It looks bad for some of us, but right now as we're praying, we're exchanging. We're piercing hearts. And tomorrow's victory begins to happen. Do not stop praying. Praying with all manner of prayer. I'm strong in the Lord. Say it. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I put on the full armor. I'm able to stand. Say, I'm more than able. Say, I'm standing. I'm standing firm against the strategies of the devil. For my struggle, say my struggle, is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness and of heavenly places. Therefore, take up, say I'm taking it up. I got to pick it up, the full armor of God. Therefore, I'm able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand, I'm standing firm. Therefore, I have my loins are girded with truth. Say it. My loins are girded with truth. Exercise your heart, folks. Having girded our loins with truth, we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Say, my feet are shod. In addition to all this, I'm taking up a shield. It's called faith. I'm taking up a shield called faith. Say, I'm picking it up. Therefore, I'm able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And I put on the helmet of salvation that keeps me sane during this battle. And I take the sword of the Spirit. Say, the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. The rhema of the Spirit. The spoken word that you're speaking today. Say, we're a speaking church. I want you to say that. Say, I'm alive and well. Paul said, I would not have you ignorant, uninformed, considering spiritual matters. No man can say, by the Holy, but by the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is Lord. Say, i got to say some things. He said, we're no longer serving dumb, mute, and quiet idols. We serve a living God, and we're a speaking people, and a speaking church. And we got to speak, church. you got to decree it. Get your head in the game today. Get your heart engaged. I charge you and beseech you in the name of Jesus. Charge your heart. Don't wander in your mind. Set your affections on above. Begin to speak. No man says Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. Say, I'm a speaking son of God. Speak. I don't serve dumb idols. I'm not mute. I'm not silent. And then he goes on and says, no man says Jesus is Lord. None of us can say a certain thing but by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. You can't believe in resurrection of Jesus, but by the Holy Ghost. He said, not a single man can say it, but by the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit of God. 
And as I'm speaking, something's happening. As I'm speaking, there's piercings against my enemy. I don't see it today, but I feel it in my tomorrow. I'm going to tell you that straight up. You got to get it. You got to get it. God said it. Did you not hear the prophecy? You're not going to understand it. Maybe you won't understand it. But faith takes it. Say it takes it. We've got faith. Say faith. So we take up the shield of faith that quenches every dart. And then this, after he's finished, he says this. So, verse 18, with all prayer, you got your armor on by speaking. With all prayer and petition, pray. With all prayer. Say all manner of prayer. I'm praying at all times, in every situation. Pray at all times. Say today's one of those all times. Say tomorrow's an all time. You got to pray. Say I'm praying. I got the armor on, but he said, come on, saints, with all prayer, all petition, pray all times. In the spirit. Say in the spirit. I'm to speak by the word in the spirit, the sword of the spirit. I'm to speak that rhema. Say I'm a speaking man. I can't help but utter what God says. That's what confession is. I got to speak these things. I decree a thing because God said to. I confess and say the same thing. That's the word of God. Don't you know? Don't you know? Jesus, Matthew chapter 4. We follow him in his illustration. And it said that Jesus in Matthew 4 was led by the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted. Say tempted. To be tested. Say tested. To be tried. Jesus, our pattern. He walked out there and began to face an opponent, face an enemy called Satan, the slanderer. Say the slanderer. The accuser. The one that lies and whispers in your head. With your eyes closed, there's a couple of you in here right now. You're buying into the whisper. you got to wake up. With every eye closed and every head bowed, there's a few of you in here. You need to shake yourself. You need to shake yourself. I'm saying shake yourself. Do it right now as a sign that you're not succumbing to that whispering slanderer. Shake yourself. Awaken yourself. You're a son of God, a daughter of God. Get out of your head and your cerebralness. Get out of your self-pity and rise up. Rise up. Rise up, mighty man. Rise up. Rise up. And Jesus, our illustration, tempted 40 days, 40 nights without eating. And the slander comes with the big if. If you are a Christian, if you be the Son of God, if you are healed, if you are, if, if. If, when you're hearing those ifs, you got to answer. You can't just sit there and listen. You don't just sit there and listen to him whisper and say, if you are that, Jesus is our pattern. And he began to rise up and say something. He said, it is written. You got something that you got to speak to? It ain't going away till you speak to it. It is written. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by the every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Satan, it is written. It is written. It is written. What do you need right now? You fight. What do you fight? What's your fight? What's the whisperer whispering in your head? What's he saying to you? You're never going to make it. You're never going to be well. What's he saying to you? What's he saying to you? You're going to fall. You've been doing good. What is he going to say to you? Take up your Bible and begin to find that word of God. Man lives by every word. Say every word. 
I live by the Logos, the intention of Jesus himself, the expression, the motive of that word. I live by the Logos. I live by the Rhema. That means an instant word. That also means a spoken word. I live by the every word. It is written. Say, it is written. Say, I'm answering what it is written. I'm not sitting. I'm answering what, what is written. I am not sitting. I'm answering. I'm not sitting. Tell your neighbor. I'm not sitting. I am answering with it is written. The word of God. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but the every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But he replied, it has been written. Man shall not live. Let's go to the next verse. Jesus, our pattern, says my pattern. He paved the way. Then the devil took him into a holy city and placed him on a, a pinnacle, on a high place in the sanctuary. Verse 6. And he said to him, if you are, it's always with an if, if you are healed, if you are well, if you are a son of God, if you are, say that's the slanderer's voice. If, if you hear the word if, if you hear the word you, you're not, you know it's the accuser and slanderer. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Get this. For it is written. Satan learned something in that first conflict with Jesus. He said, wow, that hurt. You, you got to know, say that, ouch. You know that it pierced the king's heart, that enemy of the king. When he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Shoo! Right through his heart. So Satan comes up with a new plan. He says, I'm going to start with the same one, the ifs. And I'm going to say something to him. Okay, you think you know the Bible, Jesus? You know the word of God? I know it too. Does that happen to you? Listen to this. So Satan changed his, his scheme, strategy. And he says, throw yourself down. Prove that you're a son of God. Prove this. Show me. For it is written, he will give his angels charge over you. And they will bear you up unless you dash your, your strike your foot against the stone. You ever hear that? Go to the next verse. Look at Jesus. And Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is written again. Say it's written again. Sometimes your safety and your sanity when you're in battles is to say it's written again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it's written. He said, again, it's written. And what that does is set in motion the mouth of two or three witnesses. So you're not going to buy into the temptation. Jesus said, again, it's written. There's my safety. I'm saying it again. Again, it's written. Out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. That's my safety. Don't you know if he didn't listen to that, he would have jumped off that trying to prove that he had faith. But Jesus said, it is written again, Satan. You shall not test the Lord your God. Say it is written. Say it's written again. Be it written again is my safety. Say it's my safety. It's my sanity. I'm not buying into Satan in his testings. He said, you're not going to test God. As he said the second time it's written again, things got real, real clear. Next verse. And again, the devil took him up on a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory and the splendor and the magnificent preeminence and the excellence of them. Next verse. And he said, I'll give you all these things. You know the story. If you'll prostrate yourself before me and worship me. Next verse. Then Jesus said to him, be gone. Say that with me. 
Be gone, Satan. Say it with me. Be gone, Satan. Say it again. Be gone, Satan. For it has been written. Say, it is written. It is written. You shall worship the Lord your God and Him alone. So you've got to defeat some things today. Yeah, put your hands together. You say, it is written. Say that with me. It is written. Say that with me. It is written again. Again I say it's written. And worship ends this thing. Let's go to the next verse. 11. Then the devil departed. How did he depart? By we speaking, it is written. By we speaking, it's written again. And then sealing the deal with our worship. Don't you know? Then the devil departed from him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. You hear that sound in your life? You keep it up. Keep saying it's written. It's written again. And keep worshiping God. Because the psalmist said, as we give praise to God, he stills our enemies and our avengers. That's a tool. Say it's a tool. That's the all manner of prayer that Paul's saying. All petitions, all kinds of praying. We're not defeated. Amen? We're more than conquerors. That's not some cheerleading statement. That's the word of God. We got a more sure word. We got a prevailing word. We got a greater word than the saints of old. And how great that word was that Isaiah said, Surely, I've borne, he's borne your sickness and carried your diseases. And with your stripes, you are healed. Moses, the prophet, said, He is the Lord, Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Those are great words, right? The psalmist David said, hey, don't quit. Bless the Lord, O your soul. Forget not all his benefits. Who's forgiven you of all? Say he's forgiven me. Some of you, close your eyes. There's some of you that you hold on to the past too much. You got to let go of that past. You got to believe what is written. And you got to say it yourself. My past has ended. When I received Christ and I was baptized, horse and rider didn't follow me. Paul said this, and he in the flesh murdered, saw Christians persecuted and murdered. And you know what he said in the epistles? I've wronged no man. That's a new creation reality. Some of you need to believe that word. It's a divine fact whether you believe it or not. Receive that word today. Quit toying with your past. You're not that. Simon Peter, according to the flesh. Simon the flesh but now peter the rock i'm a new creation that stuff's over with end it today horse and rider casting the sea you believed in jesus you've received him you've been baptized that's the power of baptism the end of your past there is no record he said i'll remember it no more end that past do not relate to adam you're either in adam or in christ say i'm in christ so what belongs in adam doesn't belong in me not the old life not the old creation not the old nothing not the old anything but now i'm in christ right receive that today some of you there's a there's a group of you receive that today quit toying with your past i am this i am that no 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 you're a new creation say i am a son of god i am a daughter of god his sins, my sins he remembers no more. They're over. They're over. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right, you can be seated. Joseph, you can keep playing. I'm going to finish this quick, quickly, quickly. All manner of prayer. We're going to keep praying. Amen? 
that we're a praying church, we're a speaking church. I appreciate it. All my life and all my days since I've been born again and trained by God, it was, you need to depend on me. Just depend on me. But it's a good feeling to have dependable people. You guys are dependable people. Paul said, I've learned the secret in things. I learned to depend on God no matter what. But it's a good feeling to have dependable people with you. Amen? One spirit with you. Rallying with you. Rallying in your lives. The body of Christ. Helping one another. Amen? I'm so appreciative. Uh, I think it's Proverbs 6, chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. I'm so appreciative to see this body of Christ doing the work of God. Like he says in Proverbs, consider the ant, he said. He goes, look at the ant. It has no ruler over it. It has no leader over it. No one has to tell him what to do. That ant inherently does the work. Amen? And all week long, I've been a recipient of that. And I appreciate everybody that everybody that calls, everybody that comes by and said, God told me to do this or God told me to do that. And nobody's telling them to do anything but God. That's the kingdom. Say, that's the kingdom. What happened? We got Proverbs 6, 6. Oh, you, don't be cursing, Tom. All I wanted was a scripture, man. And he said, I, he said, I got something about cursing. I don't, that's all I heard. Oh, you're cursing? <laughs> Go to the ant, you sluggard. <laughs> Consider her ways and be wise. Next verse. Which having no chief or ruler or overseer. Doing the work. That's what a lot of people here are doing inherently. That's Jesus Christ, your life. I want to thank those, everyone, that's doing that. that. Not only are you a recipient of the strength of that and the blessing of that and the provision of that, but you see more than anything, I rejoice in seeing that people function out of this place from the heart of God. That's a beautiful thing. You don't have to be told what to do. People are moved by the Holy Spirit of God. Moved by the life of Jesus. Say God, They come and tell me, God told me to, uh, to do this. i got to obey this. That's a beautiful thing. Amen? You always depend on God. But it feels good to have dependable people. The saints of God. Amen? And I, and I enjoyed hearing last week we, we weren't able to come and heard all the ministry that went on. And, and uh, my daughter came home early and told me, man, it was encouraging things said. And I really enjoyed hearing that ministry on the wall and the prayers of the saints. Amen. Say, I'm not without hope. I'm not without God. I'm not. We're not. We're, and we're not without a covenant. This is reality, folks. And we got prayers of the saints. That's just the normal Christian life, don't you know? Don't you know when Peter and other people were thrown into prisons that the saints began to pray? That's a tool. That's the all manner of prayer. And when, when it happens to you, we're doing the same here. Whenever you're cast into a prison just because Satan hates you, when you're thrown into a prison, the saints begin that praying. Say, I'm a saint of God. You ain't no statue. You're a living saint. Huh? You're not a statue. You're alive. You're a saint of God with all manner of prayer. And I'm telling you, your prayers avail much. I, I, I've learned a lot in a whole other level. I've learned in the darkest days when it looks like nothing's happening and working that night, I wake up to tomorrow's victories. 
Yeah, you're saying, well, show me more. I say, I'm, I'm shooting for it. <laughs> I'm shooting for it. I, I just love the breakthrough when you know at the time that at 1.30 uh, p.m. that you know that, that that thing that was designed to squash you all of a sudden is off you. And your faith comes right back alive again. Give me 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. Paul the Apostle said that. He said, you know what? He said, Christ in us, we have a tireless ministry. We never get tired. We got a greater covenant. Tell your neighbor, I got a greater covenant. I've got a greater word than the Old Testament prophets. I got a greater word than even in the Gospels. Jesus showing all these signs and wonders. Jesus showing. He said, it's going to be greater works than these will you do. Say greater word. We got a greater word. The epistles take us to a whole nother level. That's where we live. Say, I live there. That's who we are. Paul lays it out really clear. And I got a, we got a, Anna got a, a beautiful card from little head over here. Not you, your, your daughter. <laughs> she said, little head. And she came riding her bicycle to my doorstep. Anna was sleeping. And she came with a card and said, I got something for you. I made something for Anna. I looked in. said, maybe you can give it to her. I looked in. Anna was out like this. So I said, I'll just give it to her for you. And, and on the scripture, it said something like about Ephesians chapter, I think it's 1. And it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. But it goes to the next verse. That you would know the surpassing greatness of his power. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him up from the dead. There was more power in that. There's more power in us as the body of Christ. More power in the epistles than any of the gospels. You say, how can that be? He said, greater works than these will you do. John 14, Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away. And he says in the 12th verse, he said, greater works are you going to do. And I don't understand all that. I don't. I'm not going to tell you that I understand it all. Greater works, the best I could get right now is he said, because I'm going to leave you my name. Instead of me being here, doing all this, you're going to do it in, in my stead. In my name, you're going to use my name. And 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 you're going to use it. And you're going to use it. And that's the only part that I get right now is a greater work. That there's a multiplication of himself in more people. Right? You get more light on it? Bring it. But he said, instead of me being here, it's expedient that I go away. And I have not left you comfortless, but I'm giving you my name. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, presenting everything that I am. And he said, not only that, but you're not going to be orphans or comfortless because I've given you my spirit as well. Amen? Amen? And see, some of this, uh, people say, well, I don't feel like I have that surpassing power. When it comes to the reality of God, it's based on divine fact. It's a fact that Jesus came here. It's a fact that he died. It's a fact that he's raised from the dead. That's a divine fact. And you can rest faith on fact. Whether you feel like it or not. A lot of people say, well, when, when you're witnessing to him, well, I don't feel like I'm in Adam. Guess what? You are, whether you feel like it or not. You're either born in Adam or you're born in Christ. Again. Say, it's not about feelings. It's about his reality. Don't you know the old prophet... He said, hey, there's a war going on and we're praying, 2 Kings 
He goes, there's a war going on, and, and we're going to pray. And all of a sudden, the other army comes, and that young prophet says, wow, I think we're going to lose. I'm paraphrasing. And, he, and, and, and Elisha says, open his eyes. And all of a sudden, he opens his eyes, and he says, wow, there's way more that are with us than with them. Say it's unseen. Doesn't mean it's unreal. We just don't see it. Say it's unseen. Tell your neighbor. But it doesn't mean it's unreal. And that young prophet's eyes opened up and it changed his life. And that's what Paul said. We walk by faith and not by sight. One time maybe Jimmy will talk about piloting with navigation alone and no sight. It's very much so. Sometimes in storms of life, we don't feel anything. We don't, it doesn't seem real good, but we pilot our ship by the instructions that is written. Because it is written came from heaven. It came from the unseen. It's the wisdom of God. It's the direction for our lives. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod protects me. Right? Protection. Your rod and your staff, your staff comforts me. Brings me to places to feed on and nourish on. But your, sta- but your staff, your rod comforts me, protects me. Amen? These guys knew something about something. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and, and I, I want you to stay right there, but I, I think I typed it down in the, the Aramaic translation. I really liked how, how it wrote. Maybe I don't have it. Let's see. Let it soak in. You getting anything, just soak it in. The Word of God, you could soak it in. The Word of God, it's spirit and life. That Word enters your heart, spoken into you, comes out spirit and life. I'll read it out of this one. I'll try to remember it in the other. But he starts out and Paul says with this epistle, I'm not tired. We're, we're tireless. Because in this new thing, we got Christ living us every second of the day. Amen. He said, we're hedged and pressed on every side, troubled, oppressed in every way, but not cramped, not crushed. The one translation says in the Aramaic, we're strangled, but we're not choked out. <laughs> we're cast down, Paul said, but we're not cast out. I have to say, in, in these things, I'm just telling you, because it might happen to you. As you're standing with God and you're walking in that area, you might get the wind knocked out of you. You ever been hit in the solar plex? Huh? Josh, come up here. Let me demonstrate it. Just, huh? No, I'm just kidding. He really is going to come. Caught you. You got that embarrassing feeling like when you're taking a test. Could you answer that question? Remember that feeling? Well, you get it. <laughs> he goes, yes, I just had it. <laughs> he said, what, what, what? You get hit in the solar plex, you lose air rapidly. You you make these weird sounds. Have you ever been punched in the solar plex? You, all of a sudden, you're, you're are hitting there. You're trying to talk. You're like, you're trying, and you're like this in your eyes. I try to talk. Aah! It just keeps coming out. That's having the air knocked out of you. I've had my, I had the air knocked out of me. And I realized this sitting in a hospital room. I said, my air is gone. I can't breathe. <laughs> can't breathe. And then I watched at 1.30, I think it was uh, p.m., all of a sudden, 
that life of God begins to come back up in me. Not, by, not because I'm trying. Tell your neighbor. Not because you're trying. But because Christ lives in you. That's a reality. All of a sudden, where you were deflated, something starts to inflate you. Your faith is back. Say your faith is back. You've got a lively hope, and your faith is back. You can't crush eternal life. It keeps living. It keeps growing. All of a sudden, now, you're inspired again. Knocked down. Say knocked down. But not knocked out. Cast down. In the Greek, it means like to break a vase into pieces. But not totally shattered. We were persecuted. Let's go on the next verse. Let's go to eight, actually. Did you already go to eight? Okay, nine. Then I wanted to go to. We're heads impressed on every side. We are pursued, persecuted, hard driven. But not deserted. Say not deserted. Not to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground. But never struck out. Say never struck out. Never struck out. Never just and not destroyed. I want you to go to Philippians chapter 4 for me. Tom, verse 12. I want you to get this. I know how to be abased and, and live humbly and straighten circumstances. And I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. And I want you to underline this if it's in your Bible like this. If it's not, this is the Amplified. And I want you to read this with me together. I have learned, say I've learned, in any and all circumstances, I've learned the secret. Say the secret. So Paul's telling us something, and he's unfolding a revelation for us. And he's saying, I want you to get it. Church, I want you to grasp it. I've learned the secret. Say, tell your neighbor to the left, I have learned the secret. Tell your neighbor on the right, I've learned the secret. Of facing every, say every, situation. Whether well-fed or going hungry, having sufficiency and enough to spare, or going without and being in want. Next verse. I have strength. Say it with me. Say, I have strength for all things. Say, all things. Say, all things. In Christ, who empowers me, I am ready for anything. Say, anything. 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 And equal to anything. Through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Say, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Say, Lord, thank you for the grace of God, for administration in you. But thank you for the power of adaptation in you. I adapt. Say, I adapt. I adapt in every situation. And I'm able, I'm more than sufficient in it to face it. Say, I'm an adapter. I adapt to any situation. I'm ready for anything. That's the secret, right? And what I learned more of, I knew a measure of it, but I learned more is, he said, I can. 
And I learned that it, I learned something about it. It's not just about my will in doing this. I'm not just, he didn't say, I will do this. I don't know how the English is written and how the writers write it. I don't know about that. Maybe somebody can look into that. But when he says, I can, that's a living moment. It's almost the same as Jesus saying, I am. We're not trying to believe. We're not trying to strengthen ourselves. We're not trying that. We are that. I can is I'm doing it right now. I can is like, I don't know how else to express it. It's like, you, you don't say, I will live. You say, I am alive. I want you to hear the sound of deity in the I can. Because that's what he's saying when you're, when you're going through all these things. And he said, here's a secret for you. In spite of you, I'm alive in you. In spite of you, that's sovereign's reality. I know that you got hit hard. I know you feel a certain way. But I'm, I am alive in you. I'm trying to convey it. But the reality and the faith that it produces is a beautiful thing. I can. Say, I can. Like I just said, you're not trying to say, I, I, I'm going to live tomorrow. I'm going to be alive tomorrow. You are alive. And that's as real as that I can is. It's in the moment. It's right now. I am. Jesus said, I am. He's not t- it's, it's, it's something outside of time. It's just who he is. It's existence. So when I say I can... I can't help but say I can. Not because I'm trying to, but because he's living in you. Some of you, I know it's cool. I know maybe I'm not doing the best job of getting it to you, but maybe some of you, the, the click, the light, the flash will go on. But you're going to realize that for your life. And it's going to bring strength and sanity to your life. First Peter chapter 1. Say, I'm learning, I'm learning the secret. Say, I'm learning the secret. Yeah, I adapt because he lives in me. And you know what that does? The confidence that brings in you? That you're not serving a doctrine, but you're serving a living Jesus. That he really meant it when he said you're born again and regenerated. He really meant it that he said that Christ is in you. He really meant it when he says I'm alive in you. He really meant it through the epistles when he said the greater one's in you. He really meant that because it's happening. Are you hearing me? You say, I don't feel like it's happening. Stick around. It'll, you'll, you'll, you'll see that. It'll come alive, the happenings of God. Don't you know when you pray, Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. One translation says, believe that it's happening and it happens. And I learned that all of us, we, all, we, we try too hard sometimes. We, just, we should just be. We just are. Say, I am. Just be. And I, I learned that in a science of faith is that every time you pray, you're believing that it's happening. The moment, that's why I encourage you, talk, speak, pray, say that gets you out of your head into a divine reality because you really are a partaker of a divine nature. And when you begin to speak that word of God, you inherently believe that it really is happening. We come in here. We don't have to try and, and do it mentally and say, hey, do you believe that it's happening? Do you believe that it's happening? And hype it. No, life says it. When you engage it, put your foot on the gas, you believe it's happening when you pray. But when you're not praying, you don't believe anything's happening. You've got to put your foot on the gas and begin praying. What things do you desire? When you pray, say pray. pray. Believing. That happens inherently. Your struggle ends where his spirit begins in the spirit of his word. So when you start praying, you're going to do more than, exceedingly more than you could think or ask. Because he's helping you to pray. He's giving you his words. 
And he's inspiring him. And all of a sudden you're praying and you go, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And the atmosphere in you changes first. Then the atmosphere of heaven around you changes. And then maybe you see it manifest in a person's body to a degree. And you wish much more, but you keep praying with all manner of prayer, right? That's the kingdom of God. There's nothing that I ever experienced since I've been born again that came easy. I think I lost three children. Did How many babies? Three? Brand lost three babies. Battle, battle, battle. Met a precious couple called Chris and Margaret Colby. Saints, mature saints in God. Took us under their wing and said, we're going to believe God because you're, you're not able to seem to do this on your own. We're going to believe God. And, and we didn't, I didn't have much faith. I didn't even understand anything. But I said, I'm going to join you with whatever we have. We're going to join you with our, as feeble as we feel and look. We're going to join you because we want a baby. Got a beautiful baby, Danielle. Lost a few of them. But it didn't come easy. Don't you know it doesn't come easy? The things of the kingdom of God suffer violence and violence take it by force. It says that you, through much tribulation you enter in. We're going against all tide when we're going against the world, when we're going against Satan, when we're going against those things. That's why you're afflicted. For the word's sake. Say, but I'm more than than a conqueror in him. And you learn that, and you learn that, and, and you keep doing that. You keep exercising your faith, and, and, and you keep growing, exceedingly growing in your faith with God. And it's not I. Say, it's not I. But Christ, he said it like this. Galatians chapter 2, Arthur quoted, I listened to the uh, iPod, iCast. I listened to it, and he was quoting out of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. And it says it like this. I can do all, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, the old I, but the new I. Say the new I, the new creation. And the, the life I, the new I lives now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me, gave himself for me. And therefore, I won't frustrate the grace of God. I won't nullify it, but I'll let that life and his faith continue in me and through me. Amen? Yeah, there it is up for you. Arthur had quoted it, and if you didn't write it down, write it down. It came around again. Let's go to, uh, let's go back to uh, Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew 4, and I'm just going to stay there for a second. Are you, are you catching anything in this? I know it's a, a lot of different angles, but it's just, it's just life. And I told, that's where I told you to go. First Peter, before I finish this and begin to teach, First Peter chapter 1, verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Let's go up one more verse 4. Let's just read it down. And, and two, uh, Let's just read all the way from 1. It's so amazing. Let's just do it. Let's just do it anyway. Say, faith comes by hearing, and by hearing by the word of God. Every time you talk the word, faith comes. Every time you speak the word, guess who comes? Faith. Not only does faith come, but power follows faith. I've learned that through lives. I've learned that through different ministries. I've learned that in, in life. That when you speak that word, faith begins to happen. 
you hear it. The atmosphere changed, but power is right behind it. You can't separate the word of God, the faith of God, and the power of God. They're always running together. And as you begin to speak and learn to pray, say, I'm, I'm a household of prayer. Put right your hand on your chest. I am a household of prayer. And then this corporately is a household of prayer. The tabernacle. Jesus say, I am a household of prayer. I am a household of faith. Faith is housed in this house. Didn't you remember, Anna? Prophesied, faith is in this house. Faith is in this house. Tell your neighbor, faith is housed in this house. Faith is housed in this house. You just got to turn it loose. Let faith begin to work. Amen? Say, I'm not a silent Christian. I'm not ignorant concerning spirituals. 1 Corinthians 12, you read it. I don't serve deaf and dumb idols, therefore being deaf and dumb. But I'm a speaking church because I got a living God. Amen? Amen? Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia and Cappadocia, and Asia and Bethania Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the father through the sanctification of the spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of of the blood of Jesus Christ Grace be unto you turn and tell your neighbor grace be unto you grace be unto you grace be unto you grace be unto you and peace peace be multiplied Tell your neighbor on the right grace and peace let it be multiplied upon you favor Grace, blessing, multiplied. Everything in God is to grow. It's a gift. It starts as a gift. Grace, faith is a gift. Righteousness is a gift. But all of them are to be multiplied. Next verse. Blessed be the God and Father. It means to speak well of. Speak well of often your God and Father. Say, I'm speaking well. That's what it means in the Greek. Blessed be the God and Father. Speak well of the Father and the Lord Jesus, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope. Say a lively hope. That lively hope only comes to you, the Christian. It only comes by regeneration. That born-again spirit in you regenerates a lively hope. It regenerates a living hope. Not like the world. They're without hope. You've got a lively hope because you're born again and regeneration makes that hope kick in. That hope, are you hearing me? It's a lively hope. That hope is a confident expectancy. Tell your neighbor, it's a confident expectancy. It's a lively hope. It's not, I hope so. I hope it, it rains. It's not that kind of hope. It's a confident expectancy. Because it's by regeneration. That's what it says. Begotten, being regenerated again, born again unto a lively hope. It comes out of us, folks. Say greater promises. Greater covenant. Far more superior. I can't believe that people write me and call me about old, keeping Old Testament law. They write me and tell me, I want to keep the Old Testament. Are you kidding me? He said that Old Testament law couldn't do it. And Jesus came and fulfilled it and took it up a higher notch. Greater promises. Greater covenant. I read it. I don't even get it. I told Anna this morning. You read Hebrews. It said he's given us greater promises, a greater covenant. And I, and I look at that and it says, it goes like this. It's Hebrews somewhere. And I don't even get it. Maybe you guys will get it. He said, uh, he said you got a promise. You got an oath. 
you got a covenant that became a testament. Man, I, I was just happy with the promise. The promise of God that's for us, to, that we house. I was happy with the promise, but he goes, you got a promise, a greater promise, sworn by an oath. That means conf- confirmation. Not only do you have a promise that it happened, but you have an oath. He confirmed it. That's a confirmation of that promise. And then he goes on and says, and that promise, that oath has become a covenant. And I don't have a clue what it, when it becomes a testament, but it, it, it grows. And that's some solid, rock-solid things. Because it says a testament is one that's bequeathed, I think. It's like a, you know, because the person died and you guys can get into another time. But that made me pretty happy. That's, that's, that's weighty. That promise is confirmed by an oath. It's a covenant. And it became a testament because he's died and raised again with it. It's very sure, isn't it? You can read that later. Yeah. Oh, my battery's. Not this battery's getting low. This one is. And, you know, I mar- and I marvel. Like, people, they, they want to keep days. And they want to keep certain things. They want to keep letters. It's just plain insanity. You can't keep one portion of the law and not keep it all. It's just religion. You can't do it. Are you listening to me? Amen? Amen? Well, I, I gave you those scriptures. I might stop real soon. But I'm going to start. I want to finish something up here. I want you to go to Matthew 4, like I said. And, and there's an emphasis here. And when you, if you come to prayer, you, you, you should come to prayer. I'm not pleading, but you, you should come to prayer. Prayer changes you, and prayer changes things. You've got to be a praying people. You know, I, I get people that tell me, man, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Listen, Joshua was charged by God before he went in to take the promised land. Before he was a military leader, he was a leader of people. He was responsible to provide for them, to feed them, to give them water. And he was responsible to lead them into the promise of their lives in the promised land. And he still had time to meditate night and day. Hello. So don't tell me I don't got no time. Joshua, I'm going to say it again. A million people he was responsible for. Going to battle for them and with them, taking land with them, providing with them, bringing water to them, food to them, ministering to their needs, and he had time. Close your eyes. Let that one slap you in the face. Do you hear that sound? Poof. You want a fresh one? Poof. I'll give you a second, all of you, whoever it is. Just repent. Say, God, enough with the excuses. And God said, we're to live by the every word. And we were praying in here last night. And if you catch it, we stay in the spirit of it. A lot of things in here that are birthed in prayer, that's what God's talking to us. And we're happening with God. And the word of God was exalted in this place last night. And we begin to magnify his word because the psalmist said he magnifies his word above his name. And we begin to give praise and glory. And they grew in faith as they, and strengthened by faith as they gave praise and glory to God. And as we gave praise and glory to God, that's all that we could say. We were in here praising God. I love it when you're in here praising God, and, you're, and especially when you're near Arthur, and, and he gives you, I go, man, I'm praising God. And, he, and you say, oh, God, man, you're amazing. You're so rich. And he bullfrogs me. Yes. <laughs> he bullfrogs me last night from here. It was like, God, and it was, I mean, I was, I was just thanking God. You're so glorious, man. And everybody was praising, giving thanks and glory to God. 
And that's how you strengthen yourself in faith. Amen. We weren't trying it. We were inherently doing it. After we did the will of God, after we prayed, after we're praying for people, we're praying for all the saints. Say all the saints. That's what he said. He said, you got the armor not to sit there and, and look in the mirror and say, I'm a soldier. You got that armor to pray for all the saints with all perseverance. And we were praying for the saints. And after that, God blessed us and threw something out on us. Say, hey, here, touch my glory. Here, have my glory. Enjoy me. You did the work with me. We co-labored together. Now just take a moment and enjoy me. And we begin to say, God, you're amazing. We gave praise and glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we begin to do that. And what happens? We get blessed. We're strengthened. Right? Listen, all this craziness about days and all that stuff. Jesus said this, I'm working and my father's working. Quit trying to celebrate a day. Until people are well and healed and whole, I'm still at work. Amen? So part of the work of God for us is prayer. And you need to, you need to come and pray. Not just for yourself, but for others. You need to sow that. And one day you'll reap it in your life. You don't know what day that Satan gets, hates you so much and throws you in a prison house. You don't know. You say, I just skipped to Lou, my darling. One day I was, yes, God gave me a dream. Yes, he did. Yes, God called me. Hallelujah to God. Yes, he did. And one day you get thrown, cast in, <laughs> into a prison. And, and, you're, and you're in there. And, you don't, and it's not because you did anything wrong. It's because you're just serving God. But you, you sowed for all the other saints, and now you're receiving the support. Say pray. Yeah, the prayer is our, is our lives. Persevering for all the saints. You read Ephesians 6, 18. We got a lot of stuff going on for us. God gave us a lot of tools that we just, frank and honest, haven't picked up. And we need to pick those tools up. And I'm talking to the kind of the wrong folks. But I'm, I, I, as I talk to the right folks, then they go talk to the wrong folks. <laughs> That's <laughs> just how it works And it's the fact of the matter We're prayer We pray We're saints We're praying All manner Say all manner We got a lot of different kinds of prayer to pray We got the, the, the prayer that laying hands on the sick And they shall recover That word means of incurable illnesses Right? That's a manner of prayer We have a manner of prayer That whatever we believe and receive And petition him of It's granted to us you know, that definition, I was amazed because Anna was singing her heart out a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. I don't even know what day it is. And, and she began to say, the faith that takes, the faith that takes. And I looked in the Greek, and it says, what things are you desire when you pray? It says, faith that takes. It's in the Greek. She's not Greek. But I like it. Huh? The faith that takes. The faith that takes. The faith that takes. That's what we're doing. That's what we do. And every time we're praying... Maybe we don't know what's happening, but we're taking something by faith. We're doing something like Joshua. Don't you know Joshua's Old Testament? And he said, I want you to take the land that God gave you. The promised land. Say the promised land. There's a promised land for all of us. And God has given it to us. But he gave us keys to entering that. And the word is being exalted in the house. Yeah, if you listen to the podcast last week, that the word was mentioned, faith was mentioned, righteousness was mentioned. All these things were mentioned. So what we do is we hold on to those words. And we walk with those words. And we apply those words. They apply those words. See, remember I told you a couple weeks ago that, um, and I'm going to shut it down in a minute. So if, you're, if you're getting tired, just hang in there. 
we, we, we get inspired here a lot, and I, I appreciate that. But we're also informed people, right? So we're, and he used the term, uh, uh, don't want you ignorant, and the Bible says in one translation, uninformed. So we're going to be informed with what we do. We're going to do stuff by inspiration, which is a beautiful thing, the life of God, but we're going to do it with the information as well. That means we're going to do it. We're going to carry it out. Amen? Informed. Say, I'm informed and inspired. I'm both. I'm both. And so, we're, and so we start going to this thing with faith, and we've been talking about it for months. We've talked about elementary faith. We talked about the God kind of faith. We talked about tested faith. We talked about bearded faith. And we've talked about the faith in Luke 18 that when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith in the earth? The faith that overcomes this generation of lots. That overcomes in the days of Noah. Say, he, mu- he, he must find it. We must have it. Say, he must find it. We must have it. That's a faith that we're stewarding over, Luke 16. That's a faith that we have a duty for as servants. That's a faith that we don't faint Because that's our reasonable service and duty. And then he avenges our enemies. And then he avenges our opponents. And then he brings the legal protection. I don't know how long sometimes. But all I know is by faith and patience you inherit the promises. That's all I know. I might not understand it all. But that's all I know. Say always. Say that's the faith we're talking about. We'll get on it another time. About the bearded faith, but I want to go with what I heard a little bit of last week and every word that shoots through here uh, The word of God It starts with the word of God Jesus said man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word of God Right I told you the different words the word logos say logos write it down rhema And uh, doing a good warfare with the, the, the words of prophecy There's, Those are those are the words of God amen that we're to live by. I want you to go to Joshua chapter 1. And I already gave you a, a, a similar prelude into it. That when you look at the history of that. It, it starts out when the first chapter. Moses is dead. He's gone. And, and uh, we're gonna, he said I want you to go on. And I want you to lead the people into promised land. And, and he tells them all these things. And he charges them with some things. But the ultimate charge is he wants them to have success, live by the word of God. I want to finish one thought before I go on, though. I want, to, I want you to get this before I go on to Joshua. Keep your finger in Joshua. When I said the, the logos, we live by the every word, the logos word. The, it's the intent, motive, the, the design of that word. Jesus. It also even uses the word expression. The expression of that logos. You make it simple for yourself. The bottom line is every word of God is love, love, love. Every word of God is because he loves you and he wants what's better for you. It's based on love. The intent, Jesus, the word of God. God so loved the world that he gave. Paul said it, said, reminded the saints in Rome in the fifth chapter, remember this yet love. Yet while you were a sinner, he loved you. The epistles, he said, of John, he said, I want you to behold the manner of love. Keep looking at that love because you've got to have a strong rooting foundation in the love of God. Faith works by love, but strong foundation in love. If you don't think God loves you, doesn't care about you, not for you, you're going to have a hard time with standing strong faith. Say, he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Yet, while I was a sinner. Say, it's the yet love. 
That's what the Logos is based on. Jesus is the expression of the Father's heart. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good. Say good. Jeremiah said, I know the thoughts, 29th chapter, I think towards you, they're of good and of an expectant end. They're not of evil. Say, I love you. I love you. I love you. Look at Daniel. Look at Daniel was imprisoned, I think, since he was like 14 or 15. Maybe you guys know the history. I remember reading it a long time. And uh, I want you to go to, to, to Daniel chapter 9, verse 23. Say, faith works by love. The Logos is the intention of God's heart, the expression of who he is. If you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen the Father. When the woman was caught in adultery, if you're an Old Testament religious mindset, you'd smash her, stone her, and kill her. But Jesus bent down, wrote in the stone, and told her, where are your accusers? Leave. I want to make you whole and well. But don't sin anymore. Don't sin anymore, but just keep going. Go in peace. Say peace. Everybody he touched and laid hands on. Lepers. He, he loved them and said, I love you. I yearn that you're healed. I yearn that you're well. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father heart of God is I yearn that you're well. Do you really want me to well? I, I, hope, I wish you would want me well. I want you well. I yearn that you're well. I'm designed that you're well. I love you. And at the beginning of, of your it says, at the beginning of your prayers, Daniel, the word given and answer went forth. And I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Write that down. Daniel in his jam, Dan, Daniel in that situation, because Israel was in a bad way, Daniel was, he was all, I think he was in captivity from Go, from as a young man with his three buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think they were there in their 14 or whatever. They were young guys. They were in captivity. He was always in captivity. And in the middle of that captivity, sometimes in the middle of that prison, if you let your mind wander, you're going to miss God. Faith works by love. Say love. And in the beginning, he says, your prayers went forth, and I've come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Put your hand over your heart. Say, I'm greatly beloved. Go to Daniel chapter 10, verse 11. Daniel 10, 11. And the angel said to me, O Daniel, you, read it with me, greatly beloved man. Put your name in there. And the angel said to me, Craig, you, you're greatly beloved man. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For to you I am now sent. And he goes on. Say, I'm greatly beloved. Go, go to, go to uh, Daniel chapter 10, verse 19. And he said, oh, man. And he said, oh, man. And he said, oh, man. Put your hand over your heart. Say, I'm greatly beloved. I'm greatly beloved. I'm greatly beloved. He said it three times to Daniel. I love you, I love you, I love you. And that's going to strengthen you. Ephesians chapter 3, the 19th verse. He's, Paul said, I'm praying that you have an experience. I'm praying that you would experience the love of God. I'm waiting for those fast, happy fingers. There we go. Let's read this together. Verse 19 of Ephesians 3. That you may really come to know practically, say practically, through experience. 
for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Let's pray that. Put your hand over your heart and make it your prayer. I, I say, I'm, I'm going to have an experience. Paul said, I want you to pray and have an experience here. I, I prayed for you in the first chapter that you'd get a revelation of the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. I prayed for the church that you'd have a revelation, Paul said, in chapter 1. But in 3, I want you to have an experience. I want you to have more than a revelation. I want you to have an experience, church. I want you to experience my love. I prayed the first chapter. That you'd get revelation. Your eyes would be flooded. You know your callings. You know you would wake up. You would know that he's head of the church and head of all things. That's the revelation I want. But this chapter, I want you to experience the love of God. So I'm praying. And we're agreeing, Lord, in this house. That every son, daughter, man of God, woman of God, would practically, through experience, for themselves, know the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without any experience, that they in this house may be filled through all their being and unto the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body, this body, wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Next verse. Now to him who by in consequences of the action of his power that is at work within me, say work within me, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over, far above, all, all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires and thoughts, hopes and dreams. Say exceedingly. Far above what we think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers. And when you end your prayer in amen, believe that last part. You're doing more than I just asked, far more, higher more, than any prayer and desired thoughts and hopes. And we dare, say, I dare ask. Say, I dare ask. Listen, I'm, I, I, got, I almost threw up when I was in the hospital, not because I was sick, because I was meditating the Word of God, and I typed on a commentary, and the commentary said, the days of miracles have passed. I think they read, that's foolishness. You can't say, I'm going to baptize in Jesus' name and you're saved and not heal in his name. You can't separate them. It's either all or not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It, it made me with a divine frustration. I said, are you kidding me? The days of, when the days of miracles have passed, Jesus said, I'm giving you my name, and this is what I want you to do. Oh, it was just for the, the apostles? They got an idea that when they read Revelations, that Jesus' hair is white as wool, that he just grew old. That's how they see him. He's, well, he's got hair like wool. He's old. His arm, he can't stretch it out anymore. He's old. Jesus is old. That's, that's an abomination. That wool, that white was glory. That speaks of victory. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when we read that and say, I'm dare asking, don't you ever, don't you ever, don't you ever. I don't care if you never see it in this lifetime. It's still his words. Do you believe him anyway? You dare believe him. I don't care about my experience or your experience. He is who he says he is. Amen? 
And you don't, you don't settle for less. You can't say that. Well, people can be saved and baptized in Jesus' name, but they can't be healed. You can't end it. It ends all, period, or it's all. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> I got to love her. Cause, and it's all, because I went blank. Like, and it's, and she goes, all. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. And, and so, you know, so dare. Say, I'm dare. See, I'm daring. You know, I, 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 want, I want to look at one more scripture, and I'm going to close this. And remind me, remind me, remind me of God permitting. I want to get into honoring God's word. I want to get into Joshua and how he meditates the word to have unusual success. Sakal. I want to get into that. Because it's unusual success is based on the word of God. And when we meditate that, we get that unusual success. Because we're an unusual people. Tell your neighbor, I'm unusual. I'm not weird. I'm unusual. No, that, people took that too long to make that, I'm a peculiar person, I'm weird. No, I'm unusual. I got unusual success, and I'm an unusual person because I'm born again to handle faith and to handle the divine promises with a divine nature. They were made for you and me. Yeah, I'll get, maybe I can get into that another day. Somebody tell me that, remind me that. But let me finish what I, what I, was, what I was saying. What was I saying? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I wanted to hold that place in Joshua, but I, there was, I wanted to finish a, a, a thought. Hmm. Well, maybe I just finished the thought. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. So write down in your notes Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to go over that. And, and do apply this week, you know, not in your own strength, but you're going you're gonna to get up and you're going to start learning to honor his word, to meditate his word. You get that word in you, faith becomes alive in you. Things begin to happen for you. Oh, I know what it was. Tom, there's a scripture in the, in the Bible somewhere. I, there's a scripture. There's a text. There's a, I don't know. It's in the Bible somewhere, and it says that the generation before, the prophets before, desired to see into these things. And it's somewhere in Peter 1 or 2. He said, and, and, and if you can find that for me, I'm going to wrap it up with that. And while we're waiting, I want you to say, I have a greater, I have greater promises. I've got a greater covenant. I live in this epistled level, surpassing power level. I'm not barely getting by. I've got all things. I got everything that pertains to life, to this life, and to godliness. I have everything I need. I just got to pick up the tools. One of them is confessing that word. Amen. One of them is praying the prayers. Of the kingdom. Amen. I just got to pick it up. Those who mix it with faith profit. Those who don't won't. Hebrews says. What, that's, that's not the one I wanted. But uh, that's what, for next week if I ever get there. If it's God's will on that. But the one I wanted was that they, they, they peered into. Angels wanted to look into these mysteries. And it, well, he just, what you do that for? It tricked me. Like I was just turned my back and then you put it on the right one. The prophets who prophesied of the grace the divine blessing which were intended for you. Say they're intended for you. Searched and inquired earnestly about his salvation. It's close. We're getting close, Tom. Keep going. Let's see what happens. So they, they sought to find out to whom and when this was to come, which the Spirit of Christ was working within them. It was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow. And it was then disclosed to them that the services that they were rendering were not meant for themselves and their period of time, but for you. Say for me. Say, it's a high time for me. Yeah. It is in these very things which have now already been made known plainly to you by those who preach the good news, the gospel to you by the same Holy Spirit sent from heaven, 
Into these things. Yeah, this is it. Let's read it together. Into these things. Wow, I'm going to do it again. Into these things, the very angels long to look. In the Greek, this covenant that we have, this Jesus that lives in us, the far surpassing one, angels in that time, it says in my Greek, they, they were leaning into it. They, they were wanting to look into it. They, it says the word meant they were long to look in. They were leaning in. I, I want to take a peek. I want to see this thing that was promised. I want to see the fullness of this thing. We're that people. I'm telling you, you're that people. I, want to, I wish I had a camera that I could just go, you know, that light goes out and you're all blinded and you catch it. Because it's an amazing thing. We're not living under an Old Testament order, though it was a beautiful thing. We're not just living even in the gospel order, though that it was an amazing revealing and redemptive pain. We're living in an epistle era. It is, it's far more. Say it's far more. Far more. Far more. So rise to your feet. Shake your neighbor by the shoulders. Say you got an exceeding, surpassing, far greater covenant, far greater word. Amen. 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 So, Father, I thank you for today. And I once again want to thank you for the saints of God in this house. And I once again want to thank you for dependable people. I want to thank you, Lord, that people that are led by you and they obey you without having to be told what to do, they follow you. And I want to thank you for this body of Christ going from another level of glory to another. I want to thank you, Father, for that in the name of Jesus. I thank you that every word that was spoken today, worshiped today, preached today, we lean hard to you working with those words, confirming the word of God with signs following. The sign of experienced love today. The signs of your word and the signs of faith in the saints of God here. Faith that pleases you. Faith that takes. And Lord, we do what Romans chapter 4 says. We grow in strength. We, though we consider our own bodies in a certain situation, we stagger not at the promises of God through unbelief. But we're strong in faith as we give praise and glory to God. Let's put that up there, Tom. We're going to do that. And we're going to end it. The Abraham considered his own body dead and his wife's womb dead. He didn't waver or stagger at that, what he saw. But he grew in faith. He grew in faith. Give me the Amplified. It's a beautiful thing. No unbelief or distrust made him waver. Doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong. And was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Let's do it. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you glory. Glory to God. 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 And as we're giving you praise. And as we're giving you glory. God, we're strengthened in faith. We're strengthened in faith. We're strengthened in faith. We're strengthened in faith. And you're honored in our faith. And you're honored in our faith. And Lord, you give glory to you. And you give glory to your saints, that divine dignity, as we're believing you. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory.